party people it is november the 23rd 2021 and the time here in egypt is 12 39 p.m what it do <laughs> how y'all doing all right all right okay so i'm good i'm good um i'm hanging in there and um Today was all about like learning lessons and having revelations and uh, I'm really being put in my place on this discipline thing because um, I'm not failing. I'm probably at a very low B average. Like for the most part, I am able to do exactly what is being asked for me, uh, asked of me. Um, however, there are moments where I'm just like, I ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> so, um, the latest challenges that have come up were, are about proctoring. So the students, this is the week that students are taking finals and, um, all I'm, I, all I'm held to do is proctoring. And for the most part, um, I have to proctor once a day. Now, what is proctoring? What does it mean here? It basically means that, you know, kind of like with any other um, test, I'm responsible for making sure the students know the rules of the classroom. And it is my job to preoccupy myself during the full testing time with walking around the room and making sure nobody cheats. So before I got into proctoring, my roommate would come in all the time talking about it because she's been proctoring since the beginning of the school year. And she would always be like complaining how how tedious it was and how nobody really follows the rules. And because I hadn't had any experience in that, I just would kind of listen and, you know, offer some kind of compassionate (laughs) weak ass answer you know like it'll be all right don't worry about it but it's really it's interesting to be giving somebody advice when you don't have any experience on what it is that they are frustrated about well anyway so now I'm Casey at the back Last week, I had my first proctoring experience, and luckily, um, there were two other, three other teachers in the in the room with me. It was a, a large room, and we maybe had about sixty to seventy students in there. Maybe seventy, maybe no, no more than seventy for sure. And we're all walking around. The kids are taking their exams, but like, they're cheating. Like, it's kids with formulas on their hands. It's kids. It's just, it's like a phenomenon to me. Um, Because where I came from, I'm not going to say I ever caught kids cheating because I only really dealt with middle school. Whereas I had to proctor, these were ninth graders. And I I don't have any real experience with ninth graders outside of like emotional um, literacy conversations. I don't really go above seventh grade. Like I literally try to stay in my lane, stay in the place where I'm comfortable and and focus on that. That's good for me. Middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade is good for me. Seventh grade, ideally, but sixth grade, I'm like, okay, I can hang. Well, anyway, we're in this room with all of these ninth graders, and I mean, 
one dude, like, I literally was standing right behind him. Like, he didn't know I was standing behind him, but he turns next to the guy next to him and just goes, See? (laughs) I'm laughing because, y'all, I literally, as I did it, I literally saw this boy's face and everything. He didn't realize I was behind him. So as soon as he said, See, I went and told the supervisor. And the supervisor moved him, moved him to another spot. He starts cheating over there, starts talking to the kid. and um, But he never gets removed from the test. We had one kid in there who actually the, the supervisor took up his shit and was like, get out. But for the most part, these kids are being tolerated in a way that is like, it's uncomfortable. Like you're like, you know, you're cheating. And your test should be taken up and you should be put out of here. But I'm realizing that I'm operating in a place of, of privilege. I'm operating in a, in a, in a system I don't understand. Um, and I'm oper- it just like when I was in the States, you know, school systems aren't easily um, transcribable. They're not easily understood. You just kind of, and I can't even, you know what? That just made me think of being a parent. I, I can't even express to you how little parents know you know I think parents just come in and are like please just let my child come here every day do what's being asked of them and make me feel like my child is achieving and if my child is not achieving let me know that my child is not achieving like parents have very low standards sometimes when it comes to what it is they want from their child when they send them into a school so And if you don't have that, I ain't talking to you. So, anyway, so this this kid is cheating. And I catch, like, four of them. I tell the supervisor, nothing really happened. So I'm like, okay, now I see what my roommate was talking about. Um, But here was what was crazy. Okay, so the exams are supposed to end at a certain time. They are supposed to end. They are supposed to be over. It is pencils down kind of thing. Well... A ten, an exam that's supposed to end at 10 may not end at 10. So the time has ended. The time has come for the test to be over. And there is literally still more than half of these students in this room taking this test. And my roommate begins to complain. But I just kind of, I'm, I'm literally like now observing. I'm taking in all this stuff that she's been telling me all year. Um, all first term and now I'm in it so I just want to like pay attention to it I want to experience it I want to see what it is and figure out what it is for me not just what it is overall but what it is for me because what I am uh, processing is that these are Egyptian kids the same way when I was in Lancaster these are black and brown kids and you know, we got to give them a chance because we're sending them into the world to compete. You know what I mean? But I'm also realizing this is my time. Like, I have another um, thing. I got something else I need to do. I have to go and read, finish reading Hannibal. I got to get ready for the week after this week because, you know, I've told myself I'm going to be prepared and you know, I want to go home and take off my clothes and eat and, and regroup so that I can handle my evening business. It's, you know, it's all these things going on. So I'm, I'm breathing. I'm processing. 
But at a certain point, I was like, okay, I got to go. You know, got to go, got to go. And the supervisor was like, thank you, Miss Kamika. You know, thank you, Miss Shari. Y'all can go. So we leave. And it is. I was like, that was weird. That was crazy. You know, but once again, I'm I'm looking at it like this school system loves its children to a fault. Like this school system loves its children to a fault. The success rate is not... Um, the success rate here can be measured not just by academic success, but by the portions of patients that are um, the portions of patients that are given out I guess I don't know I don't think I have the language to kind of really talk about this right now um but anyway there's a lot of patience there's a lot of like we know what we said but so I was like okay so now I'm at home you know I'm processing everything and I'm like okay what I'm realizing is that it's not my job to stress myself out so the next time I had the proctor it was a classroom full of ninth graders it was about 27 of them. We in the class by ourselves, and they got me in here. Now, mind y'all, I haven't had no training on proctoring. They sent me a, 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 a Word file. I printed it out. I read it, discussed it with my um, department head, and then got sent into the wilderness to fight the fire. So I'm in this classroom, and... I had already had this discussion with myself, like, what I'm not going to do is stress. I'm not going to, and I, you know, I will say this. I did have that conversation with myself of like, Kamika, you're you're an educator, and it is your responsibility to make sure that ethically these kids, um, that their character gets built. But I also was like, but mm, this ain't my school system. I didn't create it. I'm only going to be here one year. There's, there's. What I do this year is is a prick in the finger compared to the shot to their systems they're going to get when they get in the real world. But what I wasn't going to do was stress myself out the way I felt myself stressing out when I proctored the couple of days before. Because it was stressing me that these kids were cheating the way that they were. It was stressing me that they were literally talking to each other and they were turning around and giving each other answers at the rate. Because I'm like, y'all are in the ninth grade. I expect this from seventh graders. Absolutely. But y'all are in the ninth grade. Y'all test every week over this. This final exam is literally something you've been tested over every week. So I'm, I'm really not understanding. And it's fucking with my idea of what privilege is because I keep being told that these kids are privileged, but I don't see it. You know, I know people are like, but they're cheating, Kamika. That's a part of privilege. I'm like, yeah, but they get tested every week. Like, how do you, how dare you come to school every week and not pay attention? And then, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so let me get to it because I'll say what I, I'll say what I just finished saying later. So I'm in the classroom with these ninth graders. So here's my spiel. I pass out the test and I look at each of them and say, right now, your destiny is in your hands. Take this test 
and get out of here. So they are looking at me like, oh, yeah, we like this. Boom. Done deal, miss. So we, I'm walking around and I'm just refusing. I, there, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm refusing to see anything because what I'm learning is that I don't know who the privileged kid is from the non-privileged kid. And what I learned from proctoring in the other class was that one kid got put out and another kid who repeatedly got caught cheating was never put out of the class. As a matter of fact, he was allowed to finish his test. So I was lending myself to being mad at the majority of the kids or I was lending myself to being like, I ain't seen nothing, didn't hear nothing. I don't care. And that's where I went because my peace of mind was very, is very important to me right now. And as much as I can walk up to you and put a zero on your paper, it still has to go through a whole nother set of people who will determine whether or not you don't get the opportunity to pass or fail. So even if I say I caught you cheating, depending on who you are, once that paper goes to the next higher up, they may swipe it under the rug, put you in a room by yourself, let you take your test, and nothing ever happens. And now I got a kid beer pulling me in Egypt. I'll explain to y'all what beer pulling, beard pulling is. So I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself up for that. I'm not interested. So lo and behold, test time is over. Test time ends. And I probably out of 27 kids, only like two of them are gone. I'm not kidding y'all. Like these kids are in here befuddling over a test that they've had an hour and 30 minutes to take maybe 50 questions and I'm having all kinds of thoughts and they all begin with what the fuck so I tell the kids because I had another proctoring session I tell them I said I'm gonna give y'all to x amount of time unless somebody comes in here And goes over my head and says, y'all got to go. But I also tell them, you must also realize that at a certain point, the Titanic was sinking. And not only was it sinking, it was sinking in frozen water. And those who got the lifeboats, they're already gone. So either way you look at it, at this point, you're dead in the water. So you better pray that the person next to you has their life, their lifeboat. Because right now I'm watching the boat go down from the lighthouse. I'm in the lighthouse. Miss Kamika's in the lighthouse. And they're looking at me like, this is, what the, who is this woman? So I let them go. Now everybody's looking at each other. They bending, they, <laughs> they twisting, they yawning, they coughing all, they just trying, they trying to, they're doing their best to get answers from each other without getting caught by me. But what they don't realize at this point, I'm like, I don't care because time is over. I don't know who y'all are. I'm in a bad position. The school has put me in a very bad position to be proctoring this exam. And I, I already knew I didn't want to come to my apartment. Totally preoccupied with what 
happened versus what could have happened. Now, what happened was I I never stressed out. I watched the children of grown people do what they do. And I said my piece. Now, what could have happened is I could have been yelling. I could have been failing folks and making myself look like a total ass. When, in fact, all of that shit was going to be re-looked at, reconsidered and reevaluated and possibly pushed through. I am no stranger to kids falling through cracks and landing on trampolines. So then the hall supervisor comes in. He's like, Miss Kamika, the test is over. The kids must stop. And I said, well, they're still taking the test. Well, the time is over. You must take their test. I, he, I said, what do you mean take their test? He said, you must take their test from them. Take their test now. I said, I'm not going to snatch. The, he, no, he said, snatch. He said, snatch their test from them. I said, I'm not going to snatch their test from them. You snatch their test from them. Now, mind y'all, we not arguing. Like, we're not arguing at all. Like, I'm talking to him the same way I'm talking to y'all right now. <laughs> He's like, Miss Kamika, no. The time is, are you giving them extra time? I said, yeah, I'm giving them extra time. But that time is over. And the kids are all looking at me. Ain't nobody trying to hurry up and do nothing. So he walks back out of the room and I look at the kids and I say, y'all better start uh, doing some educational guessing. I said, but I'm not finna, I'm not finna snatch your test. I, I don't even like at this point in my life, I turned 50 yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm all on that trip. Like I turned 50 yesterday and what I'm not finna do is uh, recreate um, who I was. So what I'm not, yeah, I'm not finna snatch your test. Y'all are in the ninth grade. You knew your time was up 10 minutes before your time was up. I don't know what y'all doing right now. I don't know, I don't know how y'all been conditioned to be doing this right now. But I've seen it in action. And I am not about to participate. I've already had a supervisor not get rid of one of y'all for cheating. One of your own protect you so we in this thing you better get it how you get it so I'm slowly running out of time because I did have another test to proctor um and the kids are still for the most part just taking their time and I don't even understand because they I'm like you either know the answer or you don't like you literally either know the answer or you don't now where i'm from kids would like go to like a kid who didn't know the answers they would go to sleep you know you would end up waking them up and they'd slob it all over the test or there would be the kid who just sat back and stared into space because he knew he didn't know it and waited till the time to be over and when it was pencils down they was like shit and they walked out and for the first time in my life I appreciated the honesty of an African-American child who knew they did not know the answer, but still had enough class and character not to cheat, not to try to cheat, but to accept the reality that they didn't study, that they hadn't been coming to class, they hadn't been paying attention, whatever it was. For the first time in my life, y'all, I was like, 
I can appreciate this. Because, you know, we used to come out of those situations like this old lazy joker. He didn't want to do nothing. He just, you know, you just kill a kid with with a negative opinion. But I'm here to tell y'all, you ain't seen nothing till you came here and saw what I saw or or witnessed what I'm witnessing. Because there were teachers who were literally trying to take students tests and the t- the students would not let them take the test they would like put their bodies over the test or move their hands out of the way and because I had heard those stories I was like I'm not gonna do that because Oak Cliff and me it'll be a fight like it'll be a whole ass fight so I already knew I'm not gonna snatch nobody I'm not gonna even put my hands on somebody's test and be like yep I'm taking your test now, I did find out later, yeah, you can just go by and put a big zero on it. But why would I do that when it's going to go through some kind of process? And depending on who the child is, they're going to make sure that this does not see light of day. Now, that's not just happening where I am. This is happening all over the world. It's happening all over the world, believe it or not. So, the house supervisor comes back and he's like, Miss Kamiko, what do you want me to do? I said, you go in there. I said, you go in there and you, you grab their papers. I cannot do that, Miss Kamiko. You are the proctor <laughs> now. So, it's funny because he's like, yes, yeah, sister, I hear what you're saying. You're, you're basically telling me you know what you know. You get it. But I'm not going to be the bad guy. And... I want you to be the bad guy. And I'm like, I'm not a bad guy by a long shot. So I think the kids at that point were finally like, fuck it. Let's just turn these papers in. So they just turned their papers in. And I got to my next proctoring event, which was a sixth grade class, which was my sixth graders, mostly 6C. It was all 6C, as a matter of fact. Even my online student showed up. And when I saw him, because at first I thought he was from another class because he's learning online the whole year, I think. But he shows up for the finals. So I was looking at this kid like, he's from another class. And then when I saw his name, I was like, oh, this is my student. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen him since the first day of school. Well, they had their French exam, which was amazing to watch sixth graders take a French exam. Um, and they all finished early. Oh, my God, these jokers finished early. And now, mind you, I'm worn out from this whole ninth grade process because I literally had to suppress I had to suppress um suppression was what was best for me in in that moment because I already knew what I was up against and I didn't want to be up against it so sixth graders when they get done they done so now they like miss can I go to the toilet miss can I go get water uh miss can we Throw the football around in the classroom. Uh, miss, can I go sit by such and such? I'm like, she ain't even done with her test yet. Sit down. But I had decided I'm not. I'm not. There are days, y'all, where I really do get up and make a decision that I am not going to be stressed out. Nothing. As soon as I feel it heading my way, I just move to the right and watch it hit the ground. Like, I'm not going to be stressed. Especially with something that I don't fully understand. Because normally... Um, when it's something that you don't understand, you tend to like build a defense against it. And normally building a defense requires aggression. 
And aggression <laughs> requires you to spend liquids inside your body that you can't afford to spend because it's going to give you gray hair, it's going to give you wrinkles, it's going to give you anxiety, it's going to make you need a Tums, it's going to give you a headache, it's going to make you drink, it's going to make you smoke, it's going to make you do all of those things. So, my sixth graders are done. And now they starting to make noises and ask me to go to the bathroom. And the only defense I had was... The more y'all keep making noise, the fewer of y'all keep go- that are going to go to the bathroom. Because I still had like three people taking the test. But I was also like dwindling. Like I was so tired from that ninth grade experience. You know, just trying to, just trying to flush it. You know, and now mind y'all, I'm trying to flush that off of my last podcast. Of just trying to hold on to the good parts of my birthday. <laughs> so. It's so much that I'm like, just let go, Kamika, let it go, leave it on Sunday. And I'm like, no. So um, at one point, the lady kept, the hall proctor kept coming in, the hall monitor kept coming into my room because my kids were off the chain. And I'm just sitting there like I'm literally sitting there and the kids are like. Like, they're yelling at each other from across the room. She literally came in my room because she was like, is everything okay in there? And I was like, yeah, they're done. They're done. I don't know, you know. And it doesn't seem... I can remember being in the United States during testing. And the kids totally understood. When you are done with your test, put your head on that table or get you a book. Put your head on the table or get you a book. Put your head on the table or get you a book. Joseph, you can't sit up just fiddling your pencil. Put your head on the table or go get you a book. It was, it, as a matter of fact, we would have a stack of books that they could come and choose from. But no talking. There's none of that in place here. There's none of that in place here. There is none of that in place here. If I could say it in Arabic, I would say it. There is none of that in place here. People don't even know what to do when a kid finishes a test. If they finish early, all I know is you can't let them out of the room. But once the time hit, if they're done, they're done. That this not on. It wasn't even on the on the little sheet I got, y'all. It's just there's not, They they haven't thought about it. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't considered. What happens when they're done? But it also lent itself to me understanding there's a bigger control mechanism in place here. There's something larger in place here. And if if you're not smart, if you're not talented and gifted, if you're not tuned in and tapped on, you're going to fuck around and have a heart attack trying to make something into something that it's not. There's a reason why these kids are not being told, put your head on your desk or bring you something to read. There's a reason. Otherwise, it would be in place because it's not that difficult. So now my classroom is a total circus and I don't give a fuck. Like they're making noise. They're talking to each other because I done told them to sit down. I I have said, listen, just stay in your desk. Just stay in your desk. But now, baby, they that over the head, out the ear. It's just, they are loud, y'all. Like, it's so loud. And it's so loud, one of my kids walks up to me and goes, Oh, 
Oh, Miss Kamika, what is the matter? Are you tired, Miss Kamika? <laughs> and I go, no, I'm not tired. Well, what is the matter? Why do you look like that, Miss Kamika? I said, I'm ready to go home. Now, in my mind, I was like, to my mama, like, I want to go home and lay in my mama's arms. But I was like, she's a Taurus Gemini. Ain't no way that's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, that's what I meant. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this test proctoring thing again because it's painful. It's painful to be a really good educator and be in a system that I believe is just really trying to protect its its babies. I know some of y'all are like, no, nah, they just trying. I'm like, no, nah, yeah, they these these children have to go into the world and they're not prepared and I'm in a system that wants to afford them every single opportunity to succeed but because of probably the way the system is designed and the people who control it um they're just being systematically you know um streamlined into the different um areas that ultimately will get them to the piece of paper because maybe there's the family business that they'll end up in but at the end of the day I'm like if there's a family business waiting on them take them out of school and just put them in the family business early because if the family business is worthy you'll never have to worry about your child being educated all they have to do is learn the family business and I get it. People are like, no, you need to have that college education. You need to have that business degree. No, you don't. No, you don't. You really don't. If the family business is, is what it's worth, you don't have to have that paper. So my sixth grader is like, it's crazy. So the hall monitor finally comes in and she's like, well, the test is over. You can let them go. Y'all, I got up, grabbed those tests that those babies had turned in. And I walked out of the class. And as I walked into the hallway, leaving that classroom door open, first thing I said to myself is, they'll figure it out. And the second thing I did was laughed. Like, I laughed out loud. Like, everything in me. (laughs) And I came home. I turned the test in and I came home. So I don't know when my kids realized that I had gone. I'm sure somebody watched me walk out because it's always somebody watching me. Always. But that was my yesterday. And today I once again proctored in a very, very large room with probably about 90 kids. Um, Totally different environment, though. These kids were older. This was um, the upper grades. Um... Not really a way to cheat because it was 800,000 proctors in there. We were all walking around looking like a Pac-Man game. Um, and another thing is that at a certain point in time, depending on the type of test, the head of the the head teacher of that department will come in and walk around and just kind of help kids out. So... That's what I'm saying, y'all. Like, they really care about their kids here. And I, I can't help but look at it that way. In the same way that I have seen corrupt school systems care about black and brown kids. 
We want to afford them every opportunity we possibly can to succeed. And we would love for that 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 successful um, endeavor to be based on the kids ability to learn. But I'm at a I'm in, I'm in a system right now that won't even acknowledge that any of these kids have um, deficiencies. You know, that any of these kids are ADHD, that any of these kids might be dyslexic. So um, it's a different type of um, party. Music is different. The DJ is different. And um, that led me to, let me tell you what I did today. Oh, this was all about my discipline. So <laughs> after yesterday, today I was like, earbuds <laughs> so I put my phone in my back pocket put my earbuds in put one earbud put my put one earbud in my ear turned on my podcast like I was listening to podcast so um had an hour and a half to walk around so I did like a meditation walk and we once again when the test was over there there was this whole like it's over but it's not really over and there were still way too many students in this room for this test to be over. And I said, okay, Kamika, let's go. Let's get introspective. You've had three moments where you've watched a test be over. But the people who are taking the test refuse to leave. Like, I, I truly believe some of those kids could be in there till midnight tonight just sitting there looking at the test praying to Allah that somehow the answers just fall and hit them in the head that they would but it made me ask myself how many times have you waited for somebody to pass the test you've given them and by that I mean how long have you waited for somebody to appreciate you how long have you waited for somebody to acknowledge you how many chances have you given somebody to treat you right how many opportunities have you given somebody to do right by you and that's when I began to learn my lessons and I have I know I've given way too many people too many opportunities the same way somebody else has given me too many opportunities. And I know I feel there's a whole bunch of people out in the world who I don't give a shit about. I'm not going to lie. But what I'm not going to do anymore is waste their time. What I'm not going to do anymore is talk to them on the phone when I know I don't want to talk to them on the phone. What I'm not going to do anymore is keep allowing them to waste their time on me and vice versa. Because it's painful watching somebody. It's painful to watch somebody who is not prepared at all try to figure it out. Try to look the part. Try to pass the test. So I'm home right now, sitting down, thinking about that, you know? Thinking about all the people who I've kept putting myself in front of, hoping, praying, wishing that they would acknowledge me, that they would appreciate me, that they would put me where I thought I belonged in their life. 
And it never happened. And it won't ever happen. And I'm thankful. I'm so grateful for the lesson. Because there's no more wait. There's no more waiting. There's no more. No mas. It's my favorite thing to say nowadays. No mas. No more. Time is out. It's run out. You either know the answer or you don't. You either want me in your life or you don't. I either want you in my life or I don't. It's black and white. There are some areas there where it's gray. But at a certain point, a person either knows you well enough to appreciate you and accept you and give you opportunities and and bless you and, and be blessed by you or nah. And it's crazy because some of these people, they come from back in the day. Oh, here come mister. But when it's over, it's over. And it's okay to be glad in that. It's okay to be merciful in that. It's okay to be um, graceful in that. There are people in my life who never liked me. And I know they never liked me because I never liked them. It was mutual back in the day. Like we could be young and mutually not like each other. And now with social networking, they can just follow you and... If you follow them, then y'all just in front of each other. And these are the same people who will say something like, well, we too old. We over over that. And I'm like, but we never got over it as, you know, as young people. And we haven't had no conversations. So don't think. (laughs) I owe you an invitation to a front row seat. Of my life. And thank you for never giving me a front front row seat to yours. Even though I asked. Because I get it now. It's painful to watch somebody never change. It's painful to watch them never change and still expect to be number one. It's painful to watch a child try to take a test. And then walk out of there. And then the next time you see them. They're acting like they're number one. But you know their secret. You know their truth. And without that transformation, without that shift, without that change, you will always know that truth. So here I stand. In knowing the wait is over. So now I can go in tomorrow in Proctor. I can go in the day after that in Proctor. I can catch somebody cheating. I can say, hey, you're cheating. What are you going to do about it? Because when the time is up this coming time, because you're already cheating, because you already don't know the answer, because you already are not prepared, I'm going to come and I'm going to request your test one time and I expect to get it. Okay? All right. I'm not your friend. Maybe we once were friends. Maybe I thought I was your friend. 
But neither one of us were healed. And now I'm being super, 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 super vulnerable and transparent in my healing process. Knowing that I owe nobody an apology except me. And I'm unapologetically apologetic to myself. Because you can't be held accountable for what you didn't know. But I refuse to operate in the toxicity of history. I refuse to operate in the toxicity of my history. So, here we go. Be good, be good, be good. Be God. Peace.